What is up, guys? This is BC Minton Dire Night Gaming for another round of brand spanking new episode of Podcast Madness. Now, I'm going to level with y'all. It's been months. I apologize that it's been that long. I definitely have not been intending on taking this long siesta, but be that as it may... It is what it is. I'm back. And boy, do I have a treat for you. Because I also, on top of tonight's episode on 13 Reasons Why Season 3, I have four, possibly even five, other new episodes lined up and ready to talk about. As long as my brain don't get all jumbled up and get all stupid on me, I'll be good to go. Now, 13 Reasons Why Season 3 stars Dylan Minnette as Clay Jensen, Alicia Alicia Bowe as Jessica, Brandon Flynn as Justin, Justin Prentice as Bryce Walker, And newcomer, Grace Safe, I believe that's how you say her name, it's either Safe or Sife, I don't really, you know, I'm not really sure, and I apologize for that, folks, Um, and she played Amarawat Ani Achola. Now, it's been approximately six months since season two. And I'm not talking about real time either. I'm talking about in the 13 Reasons Why universe. And when last we saw Clay and his crew, they were trying to keep Tyler from committing a mass shooting at Spring Fling. Now, what the crap? (laughs) Who, Who does that? Like, you know, I mean... Here, here's my thing. We we all know the horror stories of Sandy Hook, of, you know, Columbine. You know, the list goes on. We all know how those shootings went down. And for the most part, we have a working understanding, more or less, of why the shooters did what they did. 13 Reasons Why goes really deep. Tyler is recuperating from his wounds suffered by that gruesome season two bathroom scene with Montgomery. Guys, that season two scene that that I am referring to is one of the most jaw-dropping things I believe I've ever seen on television. And this is coming from a guy who grew up on horror films, even at a young age. I mean, you know, I've seen it all pretty much. And and none of it, not a single one of it, pales, just cut, doesn't even come close to being as dark as 
as just psychologically scarring as that scene with between Tyler and Monty. That just it just whoa. It was just mind boggling in so many ways and you know, I don't think I will ever forget it because it was very disturbing. And you know, it it's it's simply put, it's a scene that is hard to watch. And here we are, season three. Six months have passed since uh, that fateful night where Tyler was close to committing a mass shooting at uh, at Spring Fling. Homecoming has come and gone. And as we will soon find out, Bryce Walker is dead. At first, once his body is discovered, it's ruled as a suicide. Until the wonderful police of the show figure that he was instead murdered. Enter new character Amarawat Ani Achola, whose sole purpose in this season seems to be our enigmatic plot driver. And I do, I cannot stress enough, guys, that Ani is one of the most nosy people I've ever met in my life. You know, and and by meet I mean watching a show, because I don't know anybody in real life that, especially that's new, that would just go to go to their school and just walk up to the first group of people that they see and be like, you know what, I have you pegged. I know your life story. You want to know how I know? Well. Here's this, this, and this. Ani just over and over and over just... She comes to these conclusions like she... (laughs) You would think that she was a female Sherlock Holmes. And I don't know if that's what the, the writer and the director and the producers and stuff was trying to play her off as. Like this, this super intelligent, um, foreign girl that just comes out of nowhere and she just like knocks everybody off their feet with uh you know with her intellect and her her wisdom you know but the thing about it is one thing that i found as a common uh commodity with extremely intelligent people um like in in the case of real life, is if you are super intelligent, you tend to be pretty stupid with everything else. And with all due respect to the Annie character, Annie, whatever, uh, she was pretty dumb. And, you know, <laughs> I'll get to that, and, you know, right now, actually. Um, Annie was a friend to Bryce Walker. And, you know, I'm going to take a quick step back on that and explain that just a little bit, or at least try to. I'm going to try to explain this because, you know, unfortunately season three does get to be a little bit convoluted at times uh, with all the back and forth that it does because, yeah, they... They do, they did this weird thing with the camera where like certain colors represented the past that Ani was explaining to the police that 
literally the entire series, the entire season is Ani explaining to the police what happened to Bryce Walker. Like, who really killed him, so to speak. All that kind of stuff. So, we're flipping back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between the past and the present. And usually the present is her sitting in the interrogation room talking to the police. And this is where the Ani is dumb part comes into play. She was also a lover to Bryce Walker. A lover, guys. Guys, <laughs> Bryce Walker was a serial rapist. Now, I my hat is tipped to Justin Prentice, who played Bryce Walker. The dude, as far as my understanding has been and the research that I've done, is that he is the just polar opposite of Bryce Walker. Like, he is really intelligent. He's really sympathetic to people who go through what this series is, like, heck-bent on forcing all of us to experience for ourselves. You know, that he just, he seems like a really nice guy. Bryce Walker, not so much. But yet, Ani, at the same time, is the closest, is, is the one person that comes the closest to redeeming Bryce Walker. Redeeming Bryce Walker before he's killed. Bryce does slip up a time or two. Um... It is implied that he is in love with her, but Ani didn't really want anything serious with Bryce. She cared for him. She felt compassion towards him. Um, seemed to even trust him enough to let her, to you know, to let him touch her in uh, you know sensual ways. Um, you know, why? I don't know. Maybe, you know, and and one of the things that they kind of touch on as far as Ani's personality and um, whole stigma, I guess you could say, is that she tried to believe the best in people. But yet she also doesn't let them get close. So here Bryce, at one point, sitting there, you know, saying how much he needs her, how much he effing loves her, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, and Ani is pretty much like, okay, <laughs> cool for you. <laughs> you know, and the thing about it is Ani lives, or lived, I should say, with Bryce and his mother because Ani's mother uh, was, the, was the home nurse for Bryce's grandfather who was, like, terminally ill. And uh, pretty much the events of season two, by its conclusion, it really ripped Bryce Walker's parents uh, apart. Uh, they get divorced, all that kind of stuff, and uh, Bryce and his mom winds up moving in to, uh, you know, his mother's uh, father's estate. So that's where Ani comes into play, apparently. Um...
Now, good old Clay Jensen. <laughs> the realization that that she is friends with Bryce and then the eventual information that he receives that she had been sleeping with him as well just drives Clay absolutely nuts. And the messed up part is Clay winds up carrying a, a pretty substantial hard one for Ani. I don't know why. I think it's kind of odd because he didn't know the girl. Sure, they had a few things in common. You know, they did some harmless flirting. They kissed a couple times, that kind of stuff. You know, it's just typical high school crap. You know, but yet, once again, Clay just ramrodded himself into this girl and was just, like, bound to determine to be with her. Bryce couldn't have her. Bryce shouldn't talk to her. Bryce shouldn't associate with her at all, regardless of the fact that they, you know, live in the same household area, just different parts of the house. And, you know, (laughs) it's just Clay. Clay is the, the hero. He is the stereotypical hero, I guess you could say, of a, you know, a drama story. Uh, In that he is tragic, and that tragedy, I believe, in my opinion, is, uh, you know, that he, he falls for the wrong girl. That's one of his tragedies. Uh, another tragedy is that he is willing to sacrifice himself for people who treat him like absolute dog crap. These people that are his friends, they sit there and one moment they're, they're speaking highly of him and want to, want to be around him and they, they, you know, love what he has to say, respects what he has to say, and then the next, they they hate his guts and want to punch his lights out. I don't know if that is just something that's touching on uh, high school teenage hormones and, uh, you know, fickle fickleness, but I can tell you right now, at 31 years of age, I don't remember ever being that fickle in high school. If I thought you were my friend, I thought you were my friend end of story, you know, but, um, maybe I'm deluded, I don't know, um, but, you know, my, my thing about all this is, we are dragged along for 13 episodes, what's the irony of that, 13 reasons why, well, hey, look, 13 reasons why for 13 episodes, um, you know, usually, uh, Netflix with TV shows, uh, ends between 9 and 14. Um, so 13 Reasons Why ending at 13, uh, you know, the season 3 ending at 13 episodes isn't half bad. But at the same time, it's like, you know, 
you could tell that they were really dragging it along. Like, there were times where, I'm not saying I fell asleep, but it was just kind of like, okay, when is this plot going to really move? They kept backtracking so much to explain what's going on in the present that it confuses you. And by the time you really get in your head, oh, okay, well, that's why, you know, oh, they, they were in the past, okay, that ex- that explains why why this happened. You know, it's, it's almost too late. The episode's coming to an end, and you're just, you're just left to just deal with the aftermath. Um, and, <laughs> you know, like, like I said, Ani is the plot driver. She's the storyteller. She's our narrator, pretty much, for this entire season. And she is the one that's sitting there telling us, the audience, and the police so to speak, uh, the comings and goings of Clay and Justin and Jessica, blah, 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 you know. And then eventually revealing, quote-unquote, Bryce's murderer. Of course, and this is where the spoilers come into play, folks. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Nine times out of ten, when I am... Making a podcast about a TV show, a movie, a book, or whatever. There will be spoilers. Even big ones. So, if you don't want to hear what what happens at the tail end of season three, then you might want to stop right now. So, otherwise, enjoy the gift that I am about to bestow to you. Or not, you know, whatever you want to do, it's your life. But Ani opts to use Montgomery, also referred to as Monty, the same a-hole jock that beats the holy loving crap out of Tyler in season two and rapes him with a broom handle in the bathroom. Yes, yes, I said what I said. I'm not repeating it. Um... Again, very disturbing scene. Not really looking to revisit it. Um, Why did she name him the murderer? Well, because the real murderer, and this is the kicker right here, the real murderer is Alex Stendhal. And it was pseudo-accidental. It happened on the night of homecoming. And it was after Zach beat the crap out of, uh, out of Bryce and left him laying in, uh, on the pier in a, bl- a bloody mess with broken, broken leg, broken arm, all that stuff. Like I'm telling you, he beat the crap out of him. And then all of a sudden Alex and Jessica show up because Bryce wanted to talk to Jessica, wanted to apologize, wanted to, you know, see if he could earn a shot at redemption, but he was also very angry at Zach because of what just happened to him. So Bryce 
his temper gets the better of him, unfortunately. And as a result, Alex, in a roid rage, yes, Alex does drugs this season. He's on steroids, so yippee. Um, so they're on the pier. Jessica's sitting there watching, and Alex... Alex doesn't take too kindly to Bryce threatening to ruin Zach's life. Um, so Alex pushes Bryce off the pier. Bryce falls into the water. And because he's got so many broken bones and everything, he can't swim properly. So the current ends up dragging him under and Bryce drowns. So, Jessica's an accomplice by way of just standing there doing nothing and not helping. Uh, Alex doesn't even bother to dive into the water to help Bryce. And, of course, he was the one that caused Bryce to fall off the pier. So, Alex Stendhal is the real killer, folks. But the reason that Monty is framed is because of everything that happened with Tyler and Montgomery was getting worse. He was reaching a point where he was just, he was going to, <laughs> he was just probably going to end up killing somebody. And spoiler alert, Monty was a closet homosexual. And I will leave that there because that just kind of came out of the blue. Um, and, you know, the thing the thing about it is once Ani tells the police, more importantly, Officer Standall, which is, uh, you know, Alex Standall's father, um... Tells, tells him, you know, that Monty was the killer. Well, Monty had hung himself. Or, or no, uh, sorry about that, sorry. Uh, got beat to death in prison because he got locked up for everything that he had done to Tyler. Um, now, not long after all this, the guy that Monty was sleeping with and about to engage in a, a relationship with before he got locked up and, um, of course, killed, um, gets wind of this and he confronts Ani. So, pretty much... We know that one of the driving plot lines, if not the main plot line of season four, is going to be this this guy trying to uncover the truth about uh, who the real murderer is and thus getting Ani and everybody else into trouble. And I mean big trouble. Now... With that being said, is the show even worth watching anymore? <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna level with you here. Thirteen reasons why season one 
is one of the most heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, emotional, and raw uh, seasons of television I have ever watched. And my hat is tipped to everybody that was involved for that season. You know, um, Langsford, who, uh, who played, you know, who played the main character pretty much, uh, even, even once she committed suicide, she was still technically the main character, uh, you know, even though all that happened, it was a it was just such a powerful season. And, you know, season two did do a good job of building off that. But it was a, it was a matter of, okay, should there be a season three? If the answer was yes, then what can we do to build off season two? Everything that happened to Tyler what Tyler was about to do. Clay stepping in front of Tyler, literally, you know, holding a, a, an assault rifle. And and Clay just steps in front of him, the bar- just staring down the barrel of that dang thing, and didn't even, like, didn't even flinch. He was like, no, I won't let you harm my friends. And it's like, well, hey, <laughs> you know, bully for you for standing up for your friends and being the big hero, but what are you going to do now? You know, here's season three, and the direction they decide to take it is Bryce Walker is killed. Bryce Walker also was close to redemption. He was starting to get a leg up on his temper, he was trying to be a better person, trying to right his wrongs, all that stuff. But in the end, it just didn't matter. Once a rapist, always a rapist, blah, blah, blah. You know, all that kind of stuff. And then at the same time, you know, having this whole thing with Ani bounce back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between the past and the present. You trying to figure out in the jumble which timeline you're in and also what's the truth, what's not the truth. And guys, where can they go from here? Where can they possibly go from here? You know, they can probably do the whole thing about, you know, Monty's boyfriend trying to uh, reveal the truth and get everybody that was that had lied to the police, mainly Ani, uh, into big doo-doo. But at the same time, it's just also kind of like, you know, is it, is, it, is, it, is it really necessary to have a fourth season at this point? Because Monty's gone, Bryce is gone. They were the central, technically, villains of of the series. They're gone now. The only one that's left is Monty's boyfriend, and he's not even technically, a, you know, considered a villain. He's just the dude that 
apparently had fallen in love with Montgomery de la Cruz and it just wanted to avenge him. So that would technically make the good guys, our heroes, so to speak, of this series, the bad guys now. Not to mention, you know, you would have all this uh, all this junk, you know, trying to, you know, Alex trying to figure out what he's going to do. And then, of course, Alex's dad now knows the real truth. Alex's dad knows that that his son committed murder and he is willing to just completely cover that up. That's going to that's not going to end well. And here's the thing. Season four is the final season. Season four is the final season. So they're going to have to really wrap this up. They're going to have to tie this bow up very neatly. And the thing about it is, it's so irksome to know that Clay is always to blame. He's always to blame. And I just, for the life of me, I don't understand the the desire to constantly be blaming Clay for everything, you know? Because <laughs> I get that he he runs off of his emotions and he's in a very he's very emotional and his in every fiber of his being and I understand that I respect that he's a good guy he's a nice guy he loves his friends will do anything for them die for them go to jail for them you know that's 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 fine and dandy but at at some point they're going to have to stop putting all the blame off on clay I guarantee you in the final season clay's going to be rounded up again Either because because of something that he said, something that he did, something didn't say or didn't do, or simply because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. So, one of my biggest issues, too, is that they keep throwing Jessica and Justin together, and I don't... You know, if they're if they're meant to be together, they're meant to be together. Fine, but they can't keep feeding us this back and forth bull bull hockey <laughs> uh, of of Jessica blaming Justin some over the fact that she got raped by Bryce, and then getting back together with him sleeping with him, then breaking things off with him whenever she's a little bit annoyed and then she's like, well, you let me get raped and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, no, I am not. Do not take this wrong way, folks. I am not at all belittling how <coughs> how she felt. And, you know, Jessica's come a long way. She's a very strong human being now. And then, of course, we... We get the shocking revelation that Justin was sexually assaulted and abused and stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, had to do things to survive. 
And, you know, it's just a very messed up world that this 13 Reasons Why series thrives on. And I get they're trying to start a conversation. I get they want people to have a conversation about these very dark topics. But at at some point, they they have to also throw a little bit of logic in there because they're just, you know, it seems like sometimes they just, they go over dark just to just for the sake of being super dark. And that's not that's not something that, you know, that should be thrived on, you know? And it's not something that be strived towards at all. So I'm gonna wrap this up. If I had to give a rating to 13 Reasons Why, 